everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are off to the big review, the big roundup Woo! of the most recent 25 games um, that we have done for your listening pleasure. Uh, we are going to review the, or choose. <laughs> we're going to review them all again in order right now. <laughs> we're going oh to <laughs> we're going to choose our top fives and uh, in two different categories: uh, our top game overall, our top games overall, and our top games for taking out that we think fits that mold or fits that requirement and also the top three slogans and this is going to be a, a look back slogans on slash excuses slash rhyming right. schemes it's going to be a look back on my lackadaisical <laughs> approach to these last 25 games of uh, being able to come up with slogans much less um rhymes or whatever the hell i was trying to focus on at that time but there are some interesting ones when <laughs> looking back at it and some and also, I also didn't realize how you were categorizing these when you're like three three okay rhymes for <laughs> what was it three uh, what was that four three four mostly solid rhymes with salad <laughs> yeah <laughs> so <laughs> ten things that rhyme with dice that was pretty good although dice is probably pretty easy to rhyme with um, so we're gonna look back at my ways of ending the episodes as well and we're gonna end. Um, uh, our, our top three of those uh, also. So you're going to have an interesting interesting finale here. Um, okay, yes, so we are going to break down these down. So why don't we start with our top games. Um, well, actually, how do we start usually? Do we do taking out or overall? I can't remember how we... I think we, we uh, usually start with taking out. Yeah, okay, that is the point of the show. That would make sense. Yeah. So, yeah, let's run it down the list, and uh, why don't you take it away? What is your top five game for taking out? What's your fifth and my fifth, my top, my, my fifth place <laughs> of the top five game uh, of the ones we reviewed, uh, Llama, the one that has periods in between each letter because it's an acronym, I guess. Uh, the card game where you are basically playing the card that is equal to or one greater than the previous card, and Llama somehow fits in this cyclical number system between six and one. You're trying to get rid of all your cards, and you're trying to uh, basically have the lowest score before someone scores 40 points. It's, I think it's a really great game for taking it out. I think on the most recent trip I took, I probably played it the most. It's just really easy to get out. Most people can enjoy it. It's super easy to learn, uh, and it plays real quick, and it tends to be one of those games where after you play it, you play at least one probably two more times so uh it's just a overall great game quite portable small box uh the only danger is you might lose a tiddlywink here and there <laughs> yes that is uh that is always a danger keeps you up at night tiddlywinks how yes. will i keep them all <laughs> once you get him once you lose him you can never get it back <laughs> yep llama is great it makes an appearance on my list a little foreshadowing so where will it be Ooh. time will tell uh, i also really love this game i will uh chat a little bit more about it when it when it comes up on mine but i would second um the fun and joy of taking this one out um my fifth is skull i chose skull um there's something just about skull i just really like it 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 is um uh, I don't know what it is exactly, <laughs> but there's just I feel like there's a puzzle to solve with with the uh, how to strategize with skull, and one that I have not figured out yet. 
Uh, and I just really love the dynamics of the group because I feel like the the strategies aren't really apparent in Skull. It's just kind of like, um, here's the game. See see how you play it. <laughs> and you kind of have to suss out the best approach depending on the group, of course, that you're playing with, but also the way the game itself plays. I mean, there's like – it seems so simple to play the game, but there really is this – I don't know, this mixture of like timing – and um, obviously a lot of bluffing in, comes involved. And and so there's just this really mixture of strategy, an interesting mixture of strategy that comes up with Skull that I just find unique. And I really enjoy taking it out and like trying it with different people uh, and seeing how they do with it. So that's kind of why I put it on my number five. I like, I like throwing this one on the table and seeing how everyone deals with it. <laughs> yeah. Is it fun? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it, it is a game. I haven't played it since we played it last, but I have thought about it multiple times. In fact, I think I was thinking about it just maybe like a few days ago. Someone had brought it up, not to me. It was like a side conversation. And then oh, I got, got lost in like in my head of thinking, God, I still have yet to figure out the, the best strategy. Like I cannot right. figure it out. But it's one of those things where your brain just gets kind of lashing on. All right, should I start? Should I go bold right. and play my, my roses? <laughs> or should I like play the skull or should i just never play it like i i got lost in strategy of a game that i haven't played in months <laughs> right, exactly yeah i know that they know that i know that i have my roses out last time but do i know that they would think that i think yeah yeah you could go down a rabbit hole that would just mentally for sure yeah i don't know there's something fascinating about the strategy uh that's like one of those old 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 games that just ticks something in like deep in the human psyche that really fascinates me why it's still a kind of a puzzle and unique in that way all right, what do you got? Number four. Let's work it down. Number four. I went with the one we just recently reviewed. I went with Monster Crunch. I don't know. Maybe it's fresh in my mind. I just love this like <laughs> IP. I've been eating a lot of cereal lately, too. So it's just like, <laughs> God, there's just something cool about this it's it's it seems so stupid like the first time i saw this game it just seemed utterly dumb you're just playing you're usually just it felt like to me you're playing your best card you're trying to play as many cards as you can and occasionally you're making melds using milk it's just the the dumbest theme but there's something adorable about it <laughs> and there really is some interesting strategies of when do i use my power when when sh- should i should i hold back playing this three cuz then i can make an even better meld next time and then occasionally those times where it's just like all right i'm going to I'm going to win this here. No one's going to be able to play something better. And then all of a sudden, someone like plays four milk and plays five guards in a hand. You're like, what the heck, man? Yeah, there's some great up and downs with that game. Like The milk, too, is we talked about this on the review, but like the milk is such an interesting ad- addition to the strategy. And it's such a fun it, it doesn't make the game, but it's definitely one of the elements that make this game a, as a whole. It's such a really fun um, modifier. Like it, it's surprising, but it's not easy to get. But so when you can use it successfully, it feels really satisfying. And um, yeah, I, I really like that game, too. Monster Crunch is pretty solid for a, a game from General Mills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My number four is uh, Port Royal. Um, Port Royal is the uh, pirate-themed game. Um, I really like this game. This was this one just sort of clicked with me quite a bit. For whatever reason, I just enjoyed the flow of it. I thought the combination of choices were pretty, pretty um, interesting. And one of those games where it feels like there's it's a small game that feels like there's more depth to it than first blush might give the impression. Um, the uh, the town. What are they called? The townspeople or just the people? That is it. Just people. I, I think you. 
I'm not sure. I think you might hire them. They might be employees or something. Employees. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> the employees that you can hire. Um, I thought their abilities were really well designed, and I liked how you can uh, really create some fun and interesting strategies by recruiting them in different ways, which allows you to have a, a kind of a, a kind of endless replayability with this one. So I was really. Uh, really, really impressed with Port Royal, and definitely one that I, I think oh, one of, one of those ones that I think about it a lot is like thinking about, uh, oh man, I really uh, would love to play Port Royal. I don't own it, so how do I do that? But um, I'd really love to play the game again soon. So Port Royal is my number four. Yeah, it's a good one. I, the, I think the only reason I didn't add it to my list uh, is I, I'm always thinking about the teach in that game, and mm. for new players, getting them to understand what all the, the different employees do it's just a little bit it it takes a little while to get into the game and it's just like ah that just kind of just is a little bit of a drawback although if you're playing with people who know how to play all you have to do is remind them what all of them do because you haven't <laughs> played in a while which goes a little bit smoother but most of the time people are like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we gotta go on so yeah. and that was the only reason it didn't make my list yeah <laughs> all right all right what's your number three my number three is Cartographers, uh, the one where you're flipping over cards and uh, filling out regions as as mountains. It's a weird, like, it's an odd theme of uh, almost like Dungeons and Dragons, but you're just the cartographer. Like, you're not doing any battles. You're just mapping things out. <laughs> uh, and if you have some colored pencils like I do, it's nice and pretty. Uh, and you're trying to essentially, over four seasons, get hit all of the decrees uh that will get you the most points by the end of it it's it's this weird combination i just i like a good flip and write or roll and write and this is takes a really different aspect to most roll and writes where you're you're just kind of feeling it's almost like patchwork but not at all like patchwork just because you're like all right i just need to kind of fill these regions and and then we'll move on to the next round and i don't care about those trees anymore type of thing it's just so odd but it's it's so easy to grasp so easy to understand and you can make so many mistakes going through the whole thing you'll find yourself going oh shoot i should not have done that or i should have been focusing on that way more type of a thing so it's just (laughs) it's a it's a tiny rich game yeah yeah that's what i really liked about it too there definitely feels like you're you're um i don't know it feels appropriate you're like you're you really are mapping out this edge of the kingdom with all these weird little creatures that might live in it and arise and do stuff to you (laughs) as all you have is your uh, backpack your cartography tools and uh your pencil or whatever (laughs) your colored pencils i guess um yeah i really liked her cartographers a lot too i feel like um this one was really tight one it almost made my list it did not i got edged out by another one but I definitely think that it is really cool, really very unique in the roll and write or flip and write um, genre of games for sure. Uh, my number three is Wurfel Bonanza. Um, this one is uh, just a great one. Um, I uh, I like this. I think this. I do like this better than Straight Up Bonanza and the other Bonanza game game or shoot offshoots. Um, Wurfel is just I don't know. It, once again, the flow of this game. The way you you way you focus on cards, but you kind of have a sense of what's coming down the pike. Um, the math of it that you can't do more than three lines, you complete three lines in any given turn. I, I like like it's just kind of, that's kind of a cool thing where you know you kind of have a limit, like it's sort of an auto limiter, and there's no way for like a runaway leader to have these amazing rolls somehow and do their whole card. There is a, a limit to the amount that the dice can give you, um, and it also has a, just enough push your luck. As well, 
that to do the thing that I always like to do, which is <laughs> shoot for the moon at any given opportunity, <laughs> even when it's not the smart thing to do. And, so, and sometimes it pays off. Much of the time it doesn't. But still, it's fun to do regardless. Uh, yeah. um, anyway, so yeah, my there's nothing like watching it's you make a move that I'm just like, he is going yes. to crash and burn yeah, yeah. and I'm going to enjoy this watching This is one that I just love. Uh, of the, that ilk of games, doing that specifically, this is the one I like. <laughs> All right. Oh, go ahead. Hey. Yeah. Uh, and and my number two is Werful Bonanza. So I, I totally agree yeah, with you. Great game. It works really well. It's such a tiny box. You could fit it in your back pocket uh, unless you have tiny <laughs> pockets or don't have back pockets. Ditch tiny uh, pockets case, to your clothes. Get pockets or a purse, I guess, or a satchel, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it yeah, it. It's 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 basic. It's almost like bingo, but it's not bingo because you are paying attention to what's going on, and you're just like, it's it, you're like calling out. Wait, was that two blues? Two blues? One ground? Like you're always paying attention in this game, <laughs> and you always have like high hopes that oh, I, I might be able to pull it off this time. If I can just if I can just get something on that turn, then I can sell it. And it's I like can, a, you know, it's Turkish just like bizarre, really weird yeah. economics. <laughs> We're yelling game and that's just shouting at once, stupid, uh, excited it. all at the same time. No one's exactly yeah. sure why. Um, yeah. <laughs> my number two is Dice Stars. And this is the one that ed- edged out cartographers. This was a tough one. I really like Roland Wright's. I do. They're not interchangeable games for sure, but um, Cartographers is definitely, in its own right, a solid game. I don't value one over the other, but the only thing it came down to for me is that I feel like Dice Stars is just a little easier to take out. And thinking about, like, my wife and I like to play Rolling Rights specifically when we go out. It's kind of our jam, our first choice, I should say. Uh, Dice Stars just seems like uh, an easier choice for us. So this is very much a personal takeout choice for top takeout. Dice Stars definitely lends itself well to um, to that. And I like the vibe of the game. Um, I like the fact that you you are, I don't know. The overall design, I guess, is what has me here. I like the fact that you're overall tracking your opponents. I love that you're doing your own thing. I love you have to keep um, when <laughs> the combination of capping. Uh, I don't know. Keeping track of your opponents is really fascinating to me in this game that right dice stars or the rolling rights really don't have. It's rare, uh, and so with the fact that dice stars does this, does this effectively, keeps you focused on yourself and the other opponents, and kind of what are they doing, what are they up to, and how can I affect them, or how are they going to affect me really takes it home for me. So I really like the game. At the end of the day, I really like the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think for me, it's it's another one of those, it's the teach. I've had so many times where I've taught this game and eyes just glaze over. It takes a game before like everybody can really get into this one. But I, I really love it. it I think... Honestly, I think this one probably makes it out more with me and my, just me and my wife than like Werfel Bonanza does. It plays really well with two. It's it's a, a great <laughs> game to take out. I just again that teach it always just oh it just it looms over me. That's the only reason why I'm just like ah oh, god. But it is a great game. Uh, but anyway, moving on to number one, uh, my number one game uh, is Kokoro uh, Avenue of the Kodama. Uh, it's the the redo of uh, the the theming reskinning of the game, just Avenue. Um, I this is like the number one thing of games. Like I'm gonna be going out. There's probably gonna be a large group of people. I need something simple. 
it's a flip and write. It works so great. It's so easy to teach. People understand <laughs> paths. You're just trying to make a bunch of paths that cover like grapes or whatever the heck. It, no, that's the original one. It's uh, inchworms and like flowers or something like that. And it's just it, like there's so much where you're just like you can be mm-hmm. doing so well in the beginning and then all of a sudden it falls apart on a card flip and you're just like no no I needed a six to come out and it had to not be yellow what is wrong with you you still oh god like the last game I played it was it was just yellow cards constantly rounds were going real quick and everybody was doing horrible but in the last few rounds it was just long really long rounds and it's just like all right who can make <laughs> the most out of this just junk that's come out and it was just really Really intense. I loved it. It it plays so well. Uh, it's it's just stupid, and it comes with its own dry erase boards. You can't not love a game. Yeah, they uh, no. Uh, with the rip off pads here in it. That's just my gosh. Good design. I love it. Lookout Games does it. Uh, not Lookout Games. Who does this one? Uh, Indie boards and games. Indie board games does it right. <laughs> yeah, this one is a great one too. Um, this was a hard one for me as well. Yes, I really liked this game as well. And there wasn't any specific reason why it didn't fall on my list, except that the other ones just, for whatever reason, shine to me more. I write, I, I like Kodama a lot. It's a fun set of decisions, and that, and it, and it feels very unique. The pathfinding itself in a game like that, it, and it's not simple. It, 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 I think the key is it's not simple pathfinding. There's goals you're trying to reach throughout the game, and also you're trying to figure out what directional pieces are going to be coming out. So the path is growing in uh, – there's a mystery of the path. You can be locked in a corner that you have to find your way out. So you have to problem solve as you come as things come about. Um, I uh, got myself trapped in a corner, and I realized I've gone to all the walls, and I am blocked now, and I have no pieces that can extend me out of this corner. <laughs> so it's a fun series of little puzzles uh, that are very situational, and I liked it quite a bit. My number one is Llama, and um, I just – I chose Llama because it plays up to six players – and for some reason, it just it just is on my mind. <laughs> I don't know why. I love the goofiness of this game. I think about it all the time. We talked about this before, but every time you've tried to teach it, there's always something that someone doesn't get. It always requires reiteration. I also think it's funny because as you were saying that it's always different for everyone. Like, it's a surprise what people don't get about this game, even though it's a fairly simple game. I just got a kick out of that. The fact, like, for us, Shell and I were laughing about how we thought all the numbers are the same. Canceled each other out. Zero points. We did it. <laughs> this game's easy. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, we were just like, we're. You weren't at, at, at any point in time thinking, why is so this a game? You this. weren't thinking that at any point <laughs> You're like, I I've just, cracked it. <laughs> I just love it. Llama is supposed to be silly. It's designed to be that. And it really does that well, um, while still being a solid structure. You really feel like that uh, – you really feel the push your luck here in the best possible way. The gameplay itself allows you to make some solid decisions while having a lot of silly fun. The fact that it can play up to six is a big, big plus for taking out, and you can include a fair amount of people in this. So Llama is my number one. All right, so let's go to our top games overall. This is going to be interesting. Good pick. Um, I'll start this one. My number four, five, <laughs> is Quirkle. I just really 
enjoy Corkle. I was impressed with it when we first played with it. I love tactile games. You can get your hands on them like this. Corkle's big tiles are really satisfying to interact with. The design, of course, is very abstract and straightforward, but it's really, really well done. I just, I like this game. This is another one where it's kind of like that Tetris-y satisfaction of clicking sequences into place. Or, I guess it's not shapes into place, but it is sequences. That's the right word. When you get it, when you can, okay, you can kind of see it coming down the line, and you're waiting for your opportunity and your move, and you're seeing this location, and when you just about have the piece or set of pieces to lay into place, you're just hoping no one else sees it, no one else takes it, and you do get it, oh my gosh, it is so, so satisfying. The strategizing of how to use your shapes and colors to hit the board in the most uh, fruitful way for you, the most point-satisfying way for you, there's something about it that just, man, there is so much satisfaction in this game. I think that's the best way I can put it. Uh, it I didn't make that takeout game list for me, but it's a really solid game, and I enjoyed every single play, and I would love to play it again. Number five. <laughs> right. I, 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 I think this is the game that would easily make my wife Foods one I love. of any list. Uh, of not, Maybe not of any list, but of, of any list that we would be doing a list of. <laughs> exactly. This is definitely, when we go out, she, like, the two games that probably are number one to her would be Corkle and like, Cribbage. <laughs> Uh, sure. And I think that's the thing that's bringing this down is because I, it, I tend to play it more often than I really want to. Uh, it's a great game. It's basically Scrabble without words, which uh, is a benefit to me because <laughs> I think I've won Scrabble, uh, Quirkle more than I would ever win uh, with Scrabble with my wife. So, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's a really amazingly cons- thought of game. The, the Quirkle, way it constructs it's a, it's a think about stuff and it's, it's just really good. Yeah. Uh, mine. <laughs> it really is, yeah. Quirkle. A little too uh, cutesy. <laughs> although that QW thing is becoming way overused in games now that I. <laughs> uh, anyway, my number five uh, is Unmatched. I was pleasantly surprised by this game. Uh, it, I, I, I had known about the game and I'm just like, oh, all right. And then actually playing it is just a very different thing. There's just so much variety. You can get so many different characters and you're just it's just this tete-a-tete of just oddball characters from different IPs just kind of going at it you know it's just uh, yeah. uh, Alice in Wonderland against <laughs> yeah, Dr. Jekyll right. and Mr. Hyde or how, <laughs> if, if I did that wrong it's is it Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Yeah, that, I think that's right. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, <laughs> or is it uh, Mr. Hyde and Dr. Jekyll? God. I'd hate to, get, to to denounce one of them if they got their PhD. I really wouldn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just really cool. I love, like, whenever they come out with expansions, I'm just like, really? Jurassic Park? That is an interesting kind of thing to do. I'm always curious to see what they're going to do next. It's... A quick and simple, most like take that like like head to head combat games. I'm not a huge fan of. I don't hate this one. I really enjoy just the. I just you had like tactical things like placement, where you are, what kind of cards you want to play, how when you want to hold back because you think they have a big move coming type of a thing. So that kind of interesting. I was surprised. Thing I, I was really happy that games, surprised. Happily surprised to, to see this on your list. I was not I sure when we play this. That you, if you would be into it or not, uh, I'm super happy to hear that. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a game where when you said, let's play this one, I'm yeah, just like, yeah, oh, yeah. God, it falls on my list as well somewhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was really but I'm glad, glad we it. played it. I thought you might. It's got an inter- interesting mix of all of those things without overstressing any individual aspect. Uh, it's really cool. I, I, int- I love it a lot. My number four is Port Royal again. I just love this game. I can't get enough. It. Uh, I'm not going to go on too much because I already went on a bit. But basically, it's just a great mix of strategy options. It's a great mix of replayability. And it is just a great mix of vibe on the table. Uh, one thing I didn't mention before is that it does play up to five players. And so you can have a nice group of people with this game and... Everyone can kind of go and do a different strategy. There's not a ton, but there is a fair amount, and everyone can have their own unique way to pl- approach the game. And it allows for that, and it allows for the replayability of a big group to play a few rounds. So once again, Port Royal is just a solid game. I really, God, I really need to get this game. I love it so much. I just keep talking about it. <laughs> but that's my number four. <laughs> Port Royal. All right, uh, my number four, uh, I've also already talked about, Wolf of Bonanza. It's, I mean, a really good game. Uh, good enough that I've actually gotten it for my parents <laughs> as a present, which means my mom likes it. So how how can you go wrong if my yeah, mom likes it? Yeah, uh, so that's, well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. We I, should, I, I, uh, I'm thinking I can the say missing category. Else. The ones really we think your mom would like. <laughs> Mine, number three, is Unmatched. And uh, I will second everything you said. I just think (laughs) it's just a great, solid streamlining of a lot of head head games without being bloated with too much of what a lot of them can do, uh, which is if if this, then that stuff. There's a lot of really great things to chain together in the cards. Um, Each character is very unique in what they can do. And ha- but they also kind of have a focus. You can choose one way to play or another based on based on how your play style is or your preferred style is. They're all very satisfying, so I wouldn't say you choose one, you're going to be like, oh, this one's boring. It's more of a mystery to understand, well, how do I play this specific character that it might not be my typical way of playing? Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Hyde, Mr. Hyde is a good example. He's a self-damaging character when he's Mr. Hyde, but he's really powerful when he's Mr. Hyde. But he's also a crazy maniac, so it stands to reason when he do damage to himself. But it's this really interesting... Uh, matchups that you got have to solve and see if these characters and their skill sets can be evenly matched or I guess asymmetrically matched but who can come out on top on these weird asymmetrical matches like you mentioned before they can create some really interesting puzzles Jurassic Park one is suddenly a three velociraptor game (laughs) a team game versus one character it's usually just one character with maybe a subordinate so that creates a whole new puzzle of how to use swarm attacks or timing out attacks in a different way knowing your ability your opponent has ability to a counter attack with this third member of their team there's all these fun puzzles to work out in this game in this small board that feels like it should be claustrophobic which is the perfect size for this game unmatched number three Uh, my number three, I've already mentioned it was my number one for games taking out Kokoro Avenue of the Kadama. Uh, it's it's almost always thrown in when I'm going anywhere, so I had to kind of put this on my overall games list. I've played it. It's really easy to do online as well. I've, I think 
of all the games I've played online with my work colleagues, this was usually gets called out as, hey, let's play that one again. So, I mean, it's a just a, such a great game. People yeah. enjoy it. People understand Coco it. People Ro. get it. Plus, it's fun uh, to say. Overall, um, it was reminds, reminds me of Totoro. <laughs> uh, all right, my number two. I'm actually <laughs> going to swap mine out. I had something here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to swap it out. Uh, part of the reason is that I just... I had a feeling you might. With the game that I was thinking about putting in here, and that is Mandala. Uh, I'm going to put Mandala in here because I really enjoyed Mandala. I really like that game. That game is... How to describe Mandala? I I guess kind of the magic of it for me is that Mandala is one of those games that feels ancient. It feels really, really old. Sort of the push and pull of the back and forth and the back and forth between the two players. Feel the structure of it has that really ancient back and forth feeling that a lot of ancient games have, like backgammon or chess. There is this cool strategy uh, push and pull that just. Like I said, it feels it feels old. It feels like you're playing a really old game, and then the presentation I think is very aware of that. So the way it presents the game and this these very beautiful mandalas, this art style that also feels ancient and almost mysterious and tied to mystical, I don't know, beliefs back in the day. Uh, it, it just all kind of lends itself to that. The fact that you're unrolling like a cloth mat and playing these uh, paper cards that look like tiles, I could easily see this game being like supered up by having it be tile pieces <laughs> instead of t- paper uh, square that look like tiles the limitations on the rules are and the way the rules are done you have the choices you have i should say are simple straightforward but not an easy choice you have several choices about what you should do and those choices are not straightforward so it's definitely a skill game as well and that's part of the reason i think that i think feel it's an ancient game there is not a lot of luck here except for the draw of the tiles um the only limiting factor I can really feel about putting this on here is that it is a two-player game. And my wife and I, that's good for us because we play a lot of two-player games, so it's kind of right in our wheelhouse. But the that is a limiting factor, especially if you're taking out with a larger group, of course. Mandala is a bit of production um, uh, for... Well, I wouldn't say that's not a bit of production for more players. You just can't play more players. It is a bit of production for taking out for two players because it takes up a bit of table space. But not really. I mean, there's just the cards and the mat. So I guess I take that back to a degree. I, more what I'm saying is that for two players, there are many smaller games out there, and that is a limiting factor. But for two players, Mandala does fit a unique niche in games, and I just really like it. And I think that's going to be my number two because, once again, it's another one that I, I think about all the time. I really like this game, and I uh, I, I should once again buy this one because I just also don't have this. Mandala, my number two. Right. I I this would probably be lower on my list. I don't know. The the few games we play to this, I I got oh there's something about this game. My brain just cannot wrap. I know it didn't hit you as much yeah. around. Every time I'm like, all right, this would probably be a good move, and then it just ends up being the worst move I could have made. Type of a thing. And there's yeah. something about this game that I just I just cannot get those piles right. to work in my so favor it's just all wrong no nah. you know what i'm gonna wait or, I, or i'm in a position where i'm like D- i know no matter what card i play that's a bad move i'm like i've got three <laughs> yellow cards and a green card and it's just like this is not going to work out <laughs> all right i'm gonna let this one center once go and oh nope he gets everything gosh darn it <laughs> oh, <laughs> so we did it again yeah. uh, my number two 
uh, is role player. I don't know if I included role player on this list because lately I've been having a huge kick of games that use dice, not just for rolling. So like I've been really jiving on the voyages of Marco Polo and I've been dying to play uh, Castles of Burgundy. There's just something about using dice in interesting ways and using dice to create a stat sheet for an RPG character is just really kind of, again, it's in this in the same vein that Cartographers is, because it's in the same world, it's just almost utterly stupid. <laughs> it's something that you're like, well, that's the dumbest thing. I want to play as that character. No, you're just you're just making the stats. You're just making him buffed out so he can brag to his friends at the local uh, pub. And it's just like, it's really just an interesting thing it's so fun to play you're trying like trying to figure out okay if i can put if i put something there then i can up that and then i can lower that and then i can do that and does that all kind of synergize together yes it just barely synergized but i'm gonna be risking it on this next die that i pick up and hopefully a yellow die comes out and it's just like (laughs) i i love that feeling and just those interesting like simple mechanics that work all together and the theme is just oddball i really like this one even though i don't own it i really like it (laughs) Yeah, I like to replay a lot too. I um, I would definitely, I really want to play that with the expansions and see how they sort of brought your character kind of out into the world. Because it's not exactly like you go on a quest either with the expansions, but it's, I mean, it's a little like that, but you're still very much a new player. I love the absurdity of that. It's a game around putting stats into a board. <laughs> yeah, and it's really, really good. Um, all right, my number one is... I'm going to stick with this one, and that is, we've talked about it three times, It's just Warful Bonanza. This is one I just kind of went back and forth on what my favorite game overall of the last 25 was, and it's hard to pick your favorite, but why I landed on Warful Bonanza is that I've played it so many times, and it's just such a good design. There is a so many there's so many satisfying things in this game rolling the dice is satisfying the push your luck elements are so well done and fun to engage with it can't be different than other games but it just feels like the odds are different with this one i guess that's the gambler's obsession this time's the one they always think the odds are better (laughs) but there's just something about this game that all comes together to be the perfect package for me rolling these combos is so interesting um how the combos can fit into those uh, – you can potentially get those three levels like I mentioned before. You're kind of setting aside with that in the back of your mind which dice you're going to keep, which you're not. There's – oh, I don't know. I don't know what it is about this game because you can definitely be stumped or, or stymied. I've had experiences where the dice have not been kind to me and everyone's just like, this is the best game ever, rolling up the ladder at ease, flying and selling cards left and right. But I really love the fact that you just have that bailout option, too. So if you are getting stuck, there is a way out in a way. So you can just be like, screw it. I'm going on to the next one at a certain point. And so it gives you it gives you ways to continue to play. And for a simple game like that, that is surprising. And for a lot of dice rolling games, there there is a you can kind of get stuck in a rut. And this just gives you a way out. And I think that's impressive as well. So. I guess the theme of this is that I just really love beans. Plus, who doesn't like <laughs> completing a grocery list? Oh, like I that, know, right? My favorite part of grocery shopping is not getting food. It's just crossing oh, so sad, the It's so satisfying, right? Sometimes I forget to put them in the cart. <laughs> Things I've seen. <laughs> yep. Saw it. Check. <laughs> All right. Uh, finishing it off, my number one. 
uh, is, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this, but I'll try and do it, Koleszka, uh, the Polish word for Q. Uh, it's the game where you are in communist Poland uh, and you are just trying to, again, you're filling out a grocery <laughs> list. You are trying to get all the stuff you need to satisfy your family. Uh, you're trying to, you're waiting in different queues, uh, screwing up different queues so that you can get ahead or someone else doesn't get ahead. Uh, or just closing shops that no one gets anybody because if you're not getting anything, no one gets anything. Uh, and just messing with things and trying to just swing things in a way such that you get everything you need and hopefully no one else gets close to what getting what they need. And sometimes you're just picking up stuff just you're like, well, I can pick something up. Why not? I don't care. I don't need this at all. But uh, I know you need it, so heck with you. Uh, it's, it's so mean, but no one cares. Like, this is the game where I, when we play it, Everybody gets so angry, but it's an angry that it's just like, I get it. I understand that you what you're doing. I'm going to do the same thing to you next turn, but I'm going to be angry for this next 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now it's my turn to be angry. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I, I love it. It's I really it's like oddball. this one, too. Um, I Yeah, I liked it a lot. It also strikes me still as so cool, and we talked about this during the episode, that this is a game made by the Polish government to be historically commemorative and accurate to this time period. And it's still so good. It's impressive that it did such an amazing job. They could have made a stupid bingo, and they chose not to. It's very well done. It is a satisfying gameplay. It is intriguing to play and engage with. It's fascinating. It's really interesting overall as just a structure. Um, I've not played, experienced anything quite like Kaleka. And the fact that it's actually showing you something about human nature is really, I don't know, inspiring? I'm not sure if that's the right word. But all right. Top fives overall. Let's get into slogans. This is going to be an interesting series. So basically we or you organize these into <laughs> into uh, – uh yeah i actually had some slogans some uh excuses for why i didn't have some slogans and rhymes that i did <laughs> just i don't know where. yeah i think we each chose one of each uh <laughs> um why don't you leave this one all right so for my my favorite slogan of the f- i think the five that you had uh was it doesn't seem like a slogan but to me it is it's pity me everybody pity me it's a slogan i use all the time while playing games uh you know i whatever you're falling behind and people are like attacking you you're like why are you attacking me i don't i i I can't win this game and so it's just the pity me and of course i usually like a third of the time, I'll usually come out and actually win it. And that's when my my wife just goes, yeah, you were complaining the whole time and you won. So you can shut up. But I still do it. Uh, it I, It's it's the one that rings true most to me. Pity me, everybody pity me. Yeah, I also like that one. I, I almost went with that one, too. I, uh, I don't know. Something about it. I just feel like it's appropriate for most situations. It uh, People are like, oh, God, fine. <laughs> Um, my one is uh, kind of a, a rhyming one. I just like the rhyme of this one. A week is not complete without a game in your seat. It's also confusing because I don't understand what it means. <laughs> like, <laughs> it kind of sounds like you're sitting on games. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I would also assume that the point that I was trying to get across is that a week is not a complete without getting a game on the table but that doesn't rhyme so that doesn't that there doesn't you go uh, i just like the rhyming of that one that's why i picked it 
All right. Excuses. I think we have the same one. <laughs> we have the exact same excuse, uh, which is I'm a little loopy from pain meds. Uh, and there were a, 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 a number of good ones. I think there may have been six excuses this time. So more excuses than slogans, which is a little depressing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, looking back, there's some pretty good ones. <laughs> I mean, there are definitely reasonable excuses like the I'm just tired or I, I, I had a pipe burst. Those are like, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, fine. Uh, but the I'm a little loopy from pain meds. I just that was a good one. Uh, good times, man. Good times. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to roll through the other excuses. Uh, I feel like they deserve their time of the sun. Uh, let's see. I don't have any brain power left. Um, my son gave me a cold. I'm exhausted from weeding. And, and of course, <laughs> that's I'm, the weakest one. <laughs> no, the weakest one is I'm just tired. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's the most nondescript one. I just like, I don't know. I don't I'm just know. tired. I'm too tired to even think of a stroking. good excuse. I'm tired. <laughs> and I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And my hands still has me stymied. <laughs> that's just another one. That's just kind of confusing. But yes. This is for point of reference for everyone. I injured my thumb around Christmas, somewhat severely, and I got in pain meds for it. And yeah, then we did an episode, and I was a little loopy. And that was my <laughs> excuse. That was my excuse all week for everything. <laughs> all right. Let's get to rhymes. These are going to be interesting. Go ahead. Mine is uh, four mostly solid rhymes with salad. This is where we kind of went back and forth. Uh, I don't remember most of it. I'm sure we could probably think of all of them right. Salad. Uh, uh-huh. Valid. Yeah, valid. The only one I really remember is I came up with DJ Khaled, uh, <laughs> which honestly I think is the best of the rhymes. So that's probably why I picked this one, just because I had a hand in it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought we'd do better, oddly enough, but uh, we only came up with you know, four, and they weren't that I great. I know, a lot of these are like, I can't be better than that. Uh, well, mine is one less. Mine is uh, three ry- things that rhyme with flocati, and I can even remember what they are. I'm just like, huh, that's a tough thing to rhyme. I'm surprised I got yeah. three. I I can't remember what they would be. Uh, I've thought in my head. All I can think of is boom body. I, I, I bet that was probably one of them. That was probably <laughs> number one. That's got to be one of them, right? <laughs> Let's see if I can come up with three now. Actually, I think I I can because it's just a wise out. Snotty. John Gotti. <laughs> Okie dokie. Okay. All right. Uh, just, just to kind of wrap things up, like we did last time, um, I'm just going to cover the list of – because want, it wouldn't be a podcast without – Really digging into what my mom's like. Of the 25, Mm -hmm. uh, I think we did, I think we covered a lot more things that my mom would like this time. Uh, There were eight yeses, three maybe yeses, four maybes, four maybe nots, and six noes, which is so much better than last time. It's it's almost a complete flip. Uh, Yeah, there was 11 noes last time, so this is way better. Yeah, yeah, we had some solid good ones. We had some definite, uh, several solid yes. yeses. Clear yeses. We also had definitive evidence on a few of these without oh, yes. conjecture that you were able to directly test with the, at the source. So we are solid yeses, not even guess yeses. So, yes, this is uh, the year of Alex's mom or the quarter of Alex's mom. 
<laughs> so what will next 20, the next 25 bring? I don't know. I feel like we can do better. I feel like we can get to that 11 yes spot. <laughs> the 11 yes sound? Oh, boy. <laughs> big duck. Big duck. This was actually hard to get to eight yeses. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, there you go. That is our roundup of the latest 25 games we've reviewed. Games overall, best games taken out, and top five slogans, question mark? It's top I, five question mark I, slogans, I, question I gotta, mark. I, I will do better this next time. Yeah. I promise to do better this next loop. Uh, or at least work on my excuses. Make them a little better. Polish them up. But I will never stop rhyming. That is too much fun. We have to do more back and forth rhyming and see if we can beat this single digit trash that we've got for most of these. But you can get a hold of us in a couple different ways, of course, and uh, shoot us your comments. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form there. We would love to hear from you guys. Uh, thank you again for listening. Hope you're getting some games played, and we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye.